listening to the Modesty Awkward Podcast with your host, Francis Armin. Take a seat and enjoy listening to different life experiences, testimonies, and learning to live a life pleasing to Jesus Christ. Now here's your host. Welcome to Modestly Awkward Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Armand, and I want to thank you so much for listening today. Happy New Year. We took a nice one-month break just time to recoup, and I'm just so happy that you're back tuning in. If you, this is your first time, welcome. Please like, share. I'm on Instagram and on Facebook, Modestly Awkward Podcast, and let a friend know about it. So today we're continuing with the covenant series and the last episode, we talked about the war between the flesh and the spirit. So today we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to kind of, it's going to be Holy Spirit basic 101 for those who are not apostolic or who are not really familiarized what what is the Holy Spirit or just have a kind of a small understanding of it. And I have a guest who I admire, Bishop Fields, Bishop William Michael Fields from Washington, D.C. He's the senior pastor of Greater Refuge Temple of the Apostolic Faith. And he has, well, he's going to give you all his details, but his Bible studies on Wednesdays are phenomenal. You will definitely enjoy it. And he will share with that towards the end how you can tune in. So thank you so much, Bishop Fields, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you so much. Okay, so this topic has been really heavy on my heart because just in conversations with people, I'm learning that we all read the Bible, but we're not either not getting a full understanding or we're not being taught this the basic fundamentals about the Holy Spirit. And even if you read so many different versions, the King James Version, the NIV, in my opinion, I feel like it's so plain, but yet people tend to have different views. So the first question I'm going to ask is because this question is something that I've talked to a couple of my friends about the Holy Spirit, and they talk about the gifts of the Spirit, which is two different things. So I wanted to ask you, what is the difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The baptism of the Holy Spirit is essential for salvation. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and said, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are abilities, enablings that the Holy Ghost gives individuals. And according to scripture, he gives them according to his will. So it's not one of those things where you do any, many, many more and say, I want the interpretation of tongues. I want prophecy. The Holy Ghost gives it to you according to his will. The Lord gives it to you. So there's a difference. To receive salvation, you must receive his spirit. That's that's the baptism. Okay. Okay. So one one gets baptized in water. What is, and this, I'm really, I'm trying to make it as plain as simple. Mm-hmm. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I know, in, you know, when we read the Bible, John the Baptist say, I baptize you with water, but there's one that comes after me that would baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost. 
So just plain terms, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, there are two teachings. One teaching says that the, the baptism and the indwelling are two different things. But to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to be, is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I know this is debatable in our uh, environment, and it shouldn't be. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Ghost comes on you or comes in you. And, and John said, and he makes the difference between being baptized in water, which symbolizes being buried with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's in Romans, I believe, I want to say chapter six, where we are buried with him, but we have to be filled with his spirit. And that's part of it also. You have to have, you have to have all of it baptized in his name and filled with his presence. Amen. Amen, Bishop. So when we talk about that, we talk about salvation. There's one other question that I was asked. If I don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, does that mean that I'm not saved? And here's that's a controversial statement and question. And, you know, confusion is one of the weapons of the enemy. If I can, the enemy knows if I can confuse you about salvation and uh, pull you away from Christ, then he can mess us up for eternity. You cannot be saved unless you have the Holy Ghost. Romans 8 I'll read it for you. Romans 8 and 8 and 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Mm-hmm. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And that's that's Paul talking to the Roman congregation. If I don't have his spirit, then I'm none of his. And that scripture is not an opinion. It's not. So you you cannot be saved. And I know people separated, but without the Holy Ghost, I, I cannot be saved. That same spirit that rose Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies. So I'm not rapture ready if I don't have the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside. Okay. Okay. Now, I know with social media and now that well, this has been going on for years as far as like the word network, all the televised shows, Christian stations, and you see people dancing and shouting. And some people may equate that with the Holy Spirit, which that's part of it, but that's not the whole thing. So what are some of the characteristics? Because like, I know the Holy Spirit to be a comforter. That's one because of some of my life experiences. It's more, and I know it's more than just a shout in a dance. Speaking in tongues, yes, that's essential, but there's so much more. And I think because that's all you see now when you watch shows, you see people dancing and shouting. Yes, you see them speaking in tongues, but it's more to that. Can you elaborate like some of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit? Yes. And, and that's a good point. Also, we, we have become so emotional, mm. I guess you could say. And there are those who imitate it's not really the spirit of the Lord. They're just emotional. They're just, you know, dancing and shouting. And to be truthful, when we were in the world, we did a lot of dancing and shouting. But the Bible speaks about the fruit of the spirit. There should be a maturing of fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us specifically uh, what that fruit is uh, in the book of Galatians. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, uh, meekness, temperance, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. And then there is a lifestyle that comes along with 
being filled with the Holy Ghost and saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's not so much what I do in church that proves salvation is what I do in everyday life. And that's that's what the Holy Ghost is, is for, to help me live a holy life. Uh, so a lot of people are, are shouting and so forth, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are truly saved. The spirit that's in you proves himself and the Holy Ghost will show himself in the way that we live and in the fruit that's supposed to materialize as we live this life. You know, and while you were talking, when you said lifestyle, that's what the podcast is all about. It's about how you're able to live in this world as a saved person. And one thing, I mean, as a young person, you know, of course, the temptations of this world, we see it every day. And I'm just talking because I'm thinking about the Corinthian church and it was saved. It was filled with the Holy Ghost. But you see, you saw a lot of carnality. And it's not that they were, they weren't saved, they were saved, but they were Paul, someone was, someone told Paul about the things that were going on and they corrected. And I think that's like the hardest thing. And it's like when someone, someone, you might see someone and you tell them about the Holy Spirit and they feel like you're correcting them and that you're offending them. But you see, there's nothing wrong with correction. Like it is, it is a lifestyle. And it's like, can you live this life without the Holy Ghost? Is it just some people feel like, okay, if I read my Bible and I attend church and I follow the command, the Ten Commandments, I'm good. I'm that's it. I mean, it's is it more to that, Bishop Fields? I think you answer that, but I just feel like I think I want the audience to know that no matter what denomination that you're in, because I'm apostolic, but I have friends who are Baptist, I have friends who are Catholic. And then some of them, and I, one of them, I was surprised, she's Catholic. And she was just like, yeah, I go to a charismatic Catholic church. People speak in tongues. And I'm like, oh, okay. But yet they still do the same practices. Like they, they do, they have the rosemary. They re, I mean, pray to the, pray to Mary, all those other Catholic practices. But then I'm thinking, okay, then they, they miss the whole lifestyle aspect of it. Yes. Um, so can you kind of elaborate more on the lifestyle as far yes, as and, and, it, and it's a holy lifestyle and, and, and everything you said is is on point is it's true. One of the issues uh, for first, the Holy Ghost is not a denomination or a, a, a reformation. Salvation is about having Christ in your life. So the Holy Ghost is falling, whether you're a Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, people are getting filled with the Holy Ghost everywhere. The issue though, I would say is, is teaching and allowing the Holy Ghost to lead you. The Holy Ghost is not going to let you stay in the place that's not good for you. Unfortunately, there are places where their, their practices are not congruent with a holy lifestyle. So you may have a situation where you're mixing this with that. And that's an issue that Paul had almost with every church that he pastored, whether it was the Galatian church, the Judaizers that told him you have to mix the law with grace or uh, the Roman church where the Romans worship other people. They worship the body. They worship Greek gods. Just about every church he pastored had an issue with mixing elements of either the world or other religions with it. So he had to draw the line. There's only one in Galatian church. He said, only preach one gospel. There's only one gospel. So it is a challenge 
wherever you are, whoever you are, if you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, make sure you're in the place that's going to teach you concerning living for God. Uh, Because after you receive salvation, you have to work it out, which means you have to live for him. You have to follow his word. And there are places that are not really teaching the word in its fullness. And I hope I'm helping you with. No, no, you are. You you did. You answered the question. And it is. And you're right. They're not. You're not getting a lot of that teaching in its fullness. You most most of the time it's words of encouragement and which is needed because people are going through but i always feel like we're going through but what's the solution and that's that's the key and the holy spirit is the solution and they're not teaching that no but you hit it right on you hit it right on bishop field (laughs) so okay so this question this question was the hardest every time i talked to someone about it it was like um oh no, people don't subscribe to this anymore or we don't believe in this. And it's the question, the question that I usually ask is, what should someone receive the Holy Ghost before starting a ministry, any ministry? It could be joining the choir. It could be even if you have a street ministry, any type of ministry, it's not something, even if it's behind the scenes, should they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? And the reason why I'm asking is because I know in, I believe it's in Acts, where he's, when Jesus told the disciples to wait before you receive, well, receive the gift from on high, be endowed with the gift from on high. So they waited before they actually spread it out to preach the gospel. So this is why I'm asking, because some people say, well, no, if I believe in the Lord, give, give me the gift to sing, I can, I can sing in the choir or I can do solos. Or if the Lord, you know, the Lord has blessed someone to, to have eloquent speech. Oh, I can preach or I, you know, I can give an exhortation, but without the gift. Now, is that right? I would, I would say, no, it's, it's, it's not right. And I understand gifts. Bible says gifts and callings come without repentance, but you said ministry. And ministry is all about bringing people's focus to the Lord Jesus Christ, bringing them into the presence of Jesus, changing lives. There are a lot of gifted people who can sing you into pandemonium. They can stir your soul, but it's not ministry. It's not destroying yokes. Uh, And I've had this conversation with with many, and and they'll say, well, the apostles uh, and the disciples, they cast out demons. They were doing that before the Holy Ghost fell. Mm-hmm. And my answer to that, it was Jesus was walking down the street with them. He was yeah. with them. He said, but I'm not going to be with you like this. I'm, I'm going to send you another comforter. So he wanted them to know I'm still going to be with you, but I'm going to be in you. I'm not, you know, I'm going to be inside of you. After that, the Holy Ghost has come. You shall receive power. So it, it takes that power to destroy yokes, that power to change lives. So if if I'm preaching or singing in the choir without that power, mm-hmm. I'm just entertaining. I may be stirring, but I'm not breaking anything. And that I think we've lost that today because people rather be entertained and not ministered to, or they're confused between the two. But if I don't have the Holy Ghost and I'm preaching to you and laying hands on you, I'm endangering you and I'm endangering myself. You raise a good point. The focus is Jesus. And I think that's where 
we lose the connection. It's like we no longer, we look at Jesus at a surface, but not really in depth. Because I think if you were really focusing on Jesus, you would want to please him more. You would want to, you know, even though Jesus draws people to him, he's the one that does the drawing, but we want to be, we want to be used. We want to be the vessel. Mm -hmm. And I think people lose sight of that. It's like, in order to be the vessel, we would need the Holy Spirit to guide us. Like we can't, we can't really do it on our own. And I think that's where the mis the disconnect is. And you kind of brought it out when you were saying it. If we don't focus on Jesus and just focus on, well, I want to feel good at this time. So it was just the entertainment or I'm just going to use the gifts the Lord gave me, but it's still Jesus who gave the gift. So we have to be connected to him in order to utilize the gift in the in the best way, which would be the anointing. Yeah, I totally agree. I and mean, I thank you for that. I thank you so much for that. So before we wrap up, oh, there's two more questions because this one, oh my goodness, I saw this on YouTube and I I was shocked and scared. At the, I mean, scared, shocked, and I also laughed. Can someone learn to speak in tongues just by watching a video? They have videos out there that say, I can teach you how to speak in tongues. I what is that, Bishop Bill? <laughs> what is that? What is that? How can someone teach you when the gift is given from on high? How does that even work? I don't understand. Yes. Well, that's that is called the shortcut. And there, are, <laughs> there are no shortcuts, and and the short answer is, yeah, you can you can copy, you can mimic that. There's a spirit of familiarity. Oh. It's, it's demonic. It's it is not a of God, and there are areas or churches that will take you in the back room and say, do, "Say what I say. Let me teach you." And there are people who are mimicking that spirit of familiarity. But in the in the Bible, in the Book of Acts, it says they spoke in tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave utterance. Mm -hmm. So, as far as salvation is concerned, nobody can teach you if it's if it's from man. It's not of God. If it's somebody say, "Say what I say," that's that's not a God thing. Amen. Uh, it's as well, the spirit of the Lord gives the utterance. So this this whole series is about covenant. And the main focus is relationship with Lord Jesus Christ and the matters of the heart. That's what we've been talking about as far as making sure your heart is pure, relationship with others in relationship to God, because God said to love thy neighbor. You know, the blessing plan of being obedient to to God's word, how does the Holy Spirit relate to the covenant? And it could be, you know, covenant in general. Then I know when in the Old Testament, God talks about the new covenant, new covenant, and Jesus came and he talks about the new covenant. How does the Holy Spirit relate to that? That's a great question. And um, I'm thinking of a, a scripture in Hebrews where it tells us that the Holy Spirit testifies to us concerning this covenant, Hebrews 10, verses 15 through 18, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that, he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now we're remission of where remission of these is, there is no more offering for 
sin. And uh, it's similar to what Jeremiah said in his prophecy. But the New Testament writer of Hebrews is saying that the Holy Ghost is testifies concerning this, this covenant. And by calling this the covenant new, what we're actually saying is the, the first one is, has become obsolete because Jesus came and fulfilled everything mm-hmm. for us. So we're in this new covenant and the Holy Spirit was in operation in the Old Testament, yes. But in this new covenant, it's, the new covenant is even better where what men had to carry in their hands, they carried the ark, uh, they carried the staff, which was symbols of the, the power of God. We carry him, that power on the inside of us. And the covenant now is better and it's focused around Jesus. It's better because of Jesus. He's, Jesus is superior to Moses. He's the high priest forever, mm-hmm. forever. Forever. And the, and the sacrifice that was made at Calvary was once and for all. So that's why now when we come to church, I don't have to bring a lamb or a goat or a bullock. I bring myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And what they carried in their hands or wore them as a mantle, I have on the inside of me. I don't have to carry tablets of law. It's been written on my heart. And his spirit is dwelling on the inside of me. So it's so much better. And this Holy Ghost that I have is a testimony of the new covenant. Every time I feel the Lord moving in me, it's testifying of, of this arrangement, this agreement that I've made with my Savior. I hope I've answered you. Uh, you have. Me. I'm just in awe. Yes, I love it. It's a testament of the agreement that you made with your Savior. I just love that, Bishop Field. I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us just on the basic fundamentals of the Holy Spirit. Do you have any last words that you want to share? Yes, I'm, I feel led to say if you are saved, stay saved. If you are not saved, get saved. We, you need the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside. It is our ticket out of here. The Lord is coming again and you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside. So when he comes for his church, you too can be rapture ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in the D.C. area, but we're all in pretty much shut in place. We're not going places. So for those that may have questions and who in their mind after listening to this and say, you know what? I want the gift of the Holy Spirit. Bishop Fields, how can they reach you? They can reach me. You can email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at grtdc.org. And someone from my staff will get the message to me and I'll, I'll get right back to you. Uh, we have people who send in requests for baptism and want to be filled with the Holy Ghost all the time. And we make arrangements for you. It doesn't matter where you are in this world. We can connect you with the church or a pastor, and they will baptize you in Jesus' name in water. If they have to do it via Zoom, they will get you in the bathtub, whatever, wherever there's water, we will make sure that you get baptized and someone can pray with you and tarry with you and work with you until you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you. And don't forget the Bible study on Wednesdays because I truly enjoy it. So I definitely want to share with everyone, how can they tune in on Wednesdays to your Bible study? You can tune in via Facebook. We have our Facebook page, Greater Refuge Temple of Washington, D.C., or 
our YouTube channel, Greater Refuge Temple, Washington, D.C., Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. We're on, and you can tune in with us, and we pray that the Lord would bless you through the Bible study. Oh, great, great. Thank you so much, Bishop Fields. As we close out, like Bishop Fields says, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, please reach out. If you don't feel comfortable, you can DM me. I'll connect you. I'll do an introduction. And if if you are attending a church and you know deep down inside, I need to have this for real because time is at hand. Don't feel ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Just be honest because it's all about honesty. The Lord knows already. So it's not like he's not aware. And that's what he wants. He wants an honest, contrite heart to be truthful to him and and be ready to receive his blessing. I hope you were blessed. God bless you. Until the next episode, take care.